Hello and welcome to Game On Girl, the podcast where we talk about gender and game culture. I'm your host, Regina McMenemy. And I'm your co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. In episode 28, we talked about basic gaming terms and gave a beginner's introduction to game culture. We called that episode Game Culture 101. Today, we're going to continue our introduction series to gaming with a discussion of a particular type of game, Tower Defense. Tower Defense is a genre of games where, like the title says, you are defending a tower or a base or a treasure or even yourself. At your disposal are tools and skills that you can use to keep the enemy from destroying your tower. When you successfully defend at one level, you advance to the next level where the terrain and the enemies become more difficult and the tools you defend with are upgraded. So we can explain this a little better. I think we'll just use some examples. Regina, what example of uh, tower defense game have you got today? Yeah, well, both of us are pretty big, I think, tower defense gamers. <laughs> this is one of the genres that I think we both tend to gravitate towards. So the first yeah. one that I wanted to talk about is one that you can play on an iPad or iPod. And I've talked about it before. It's called Tiny Heroes. And it's by Simultronics, and it's a free game. You can get some expansions that you can pay like a dollar to get more maps once you finish finish the basic game. And one of the things I love about Tiny Heroes is that you are essentially playing as the bad guys. You're trying to defeat the heroes. So you've got, you know, your typical hero classes that are coming in to rescue and get your treasure from you. And you're setting up different types of defenses to to fight against them. So you have, uh, for example, the heroes that you have, you have a knight who has a lot of health and who comes in with a sword and starts beating things up. You have a ranger who has a bow and arrow and is shooting from a distance. So you have to plan for that attack as well. And a cleric who can heal the, the heroes, who in this game are bad guys, because, you know, we have to turn everything on its head. Yep. Um, so you have a healer. And then in your defenses, you actually get to play the orcs. So you have our Gork, actually, is what he's called in this game. So you have a Gork who has a meat cleaver and who can, you know, go and beat up and beat on the heroes as they're coming in. And you can set up spike traps and wall blades and different kinds of things, depending on your terrain, because as we said, the maps change. So you have to adapt your strategies for how you play tower defense games based on the maps. In every tower defense game that I've played, you always have to collect your resources. So in Tiny Heroes, you have mana crystals that are producing mana, and you use that mana as it accumulates to buy your defenses, and each defense is at a different price. I think that's... Yeah, I'm, I'm captivated. I'm sitting here watching their demo on their website oh. <laughs> while I'm downloading the game on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> See, so I've already sold Rhonda on it. One of the things that is really compelling, it's got great music uh, if you like to listen to the game music while you're gaming. Um, other than the fact that you get to play it as the bad guys, which, like I said, I, I always love. It's got great graphics. They're really cute. They're really Yeah, it's fun. adorable. And it's free. So <laughs> those are things that are like a great combination as far as I'm concerned. Fun. Well, no, you talked a lot about the heroes have got axes and spells and stuff like that. So what makes this different from a first person or a third person shooter game? 
Well, you're not running around with a weapon that you're beating on them with. I mean, there's no there's no way for you to shoot at oh, okay. as they're coming at you. You can set up a ballista that will shoot arrows out at the bad guys. I think that's actually the first defense that you get, um, which is like a set up crossbow that you set on the ground and shoots, you know, at a distance at your heroes. It's really good for defeating like the rangers that are also shooting arrows. But there's no actual shooting. You're you're not standing in as a character and battling or fighting or doing any kind of melee damage. It's all about your traps. It's all about setting your strategies okay. and setting your your traps and protecting your resources. That's something else that most tower defense games have where you have your resources, you oh, yeah. keep the bad guys away from your resources because in Tiny Heroes, if they get to your mana crystals, which there is one hero, the wizard will go straight for your mana crystals. He just goes straight to them and tries to destroy them because he's trying to destroy your resources and that's like what he's set out to do. So you have to protect your resources so you can continue to gather your resources and build your defenses against your bad guys. What's interesting too about... uh, about tiny heroes as a tower defense often in some of the other games that that we'll talk about that Rhonda will talk about one of our favorites you know in some of those games you don't have a chance once once the bad guys sort of cross the finish line into your into your zone or attack your creature that you're defending or your tower you don't get a chance to fight back again right in tiny heroes they have to carry your treasure out of the map So they have to get to the treasure, so they have to get through the map the first time, and they can get there, but you can still set up more defenses against them as they're making their way out of your map. So that distinguishes this one a little bit. Yeah, it does. And the map, to me, looks sort of like a maze puzzle. Okay. Yeah, there's mazes. There's different. There's different setups as you, as of course, as we said, in the levels of tower defense games, they get more difficult. You know, they get harder for you to defend as you as you grow through the levels and as you increase in your your skills and abilities. Well, the tower defense game I'm going to talk about is no surprise, Plants vs Zombies. Um, it's a very good introductory game to tower defense and it actually looks like tiny heroes is a good one too but um you may have heard about it you may not know much about it but it's a tower defense game you are in the game in your home defending yourself against a zombie attack and at the various levels they include maps of your front yard your backyard with a swimming pool and the roof of your house right your defense are a variety of attack plants like pea shooters and chucking watermelons. And what you're trying to do is kill the zombies before they get into your house and eat your brains. Right. So you're you're really protecting your brains. So so the tower yes. in this game <laughs> is you. Is you and and not getting eaten by the zombies who who are relentlessly coming after you in, in various forms and structures. Yeah, the the complexity level, I think, that is involved in this tower defense strategy is the variety of tools that you have to use. And like you were saying earlier with the crystals, the number of resources you have to purchase those the weapons. Right. Because the maps, they're, they're really, there are only three maps 
in this game. Now they change based on, they throw things in there like weather. Right. Uh, the Bug. most ideal situation, yeah, mm -hmm. is to fight when it's sunny because that's the easiest time when plants grow, when the sun is shining. <laughs> but sometimes you have to fight at night and sometimes you have to fight under fog right. where you can't see as well. So that adds complexity. And then the more powerful weapons are much more expensive. Right. And again, they have to grow. Right. And that takes a long time. So you've got to wait for them to grow. In the meantime, the zombies are still coming. Right. One of the things that's the most compelling for me about tower defense games is they take a lot of planning. Yeah. You, you have to be thinking ahead of what you're going to do. And you can't always be impulsive. Now, when you're playing a first-person shooter game, something where you go in with a gun and you're just going to beat on bad guys, you can just jump in, like I've mentioned many a time, you can jump in to Left 4 Dead with your chainsaw and just have at your, your zombies that are coming at you. You can't really yeah. do that in a tower defense game because then you end up using your resources in a way that doesn't allow you to finish a level. Exactly. There are all kinds of nuances of, you know, if you plant too soon, mm -hmm. you may not have resources later to put plants where you need them. Right. Um, if you put the plants <clears throat> in the wrong location, they may get destroyed before they're effective. Mm -hmm. the, the maps in Tiny Heroes, what we were talking about before, is a, a grid that sort of looks like a maze the maps in Plants vs. Zombies is a grid, and right. basically everything moves from le uh, from right to left. Right. Your house is on the left, the zombies are the right, and like in the front yard scene, the zombies are just making their way across your yard to your house, right. and you're just trying to keep them from getting inside of your house. Right. But all the tower defense games will have the same type of a map, an environment that you've got to deal with that have obstacles. Exactly. And different structures within that map that the bad guys either have to move around or you have to plant in Plants vs. Zombies. You have to create the pathways for for the zombies yeah. to move around. Otherwise, they'll just go straight. And you have different types of zombies like oh, yeah. you, know, you start out with a zombie that is just, you know, dressed up in a sport coat and a tie and he's just kind of limping along and he's kind of your low level, you know, regular brains eating zombie who we know and love from all of the zombie lore that's out there, which is, you know, extensive. Prolific. Yep. Yes. But then you get, you know, the zombie who is smart enough somehow to put a traffic cone on his head. Yeah. Right. And so he protects his head a little bit because you need to decapitate the zombies usually. So he takes a little bit longer to knock down because he was smart enough to pick up a cone and put it on his head. Then you get the zombie who puts the pail on his head and he's even harder to hit because that pail is, yeah. is metal and it goes tink when the, you know, pea shooter hits him, which by the way, lots of great details in Plants vs. Zombies. And then that increases, you know, you get the zombies with the, the screen doors and the football zombies. And then you get the digger zombie who's really irritating because he goes underneath all your plants and starts yes. going from the opposite side of the map. Which is totally unfair because, yeah. you know, you've planted all your stuff. You don't want anybody to destroy, you know, 
back there and he goes digging up your stuff. So and, and you have to suddenly start thinking backwards. Exactly. You have to start thinking about putting your defenses on the other side of your map from where you're, you know, you're not used to doing it. And let's not even get started on the bobsled zombies because they're really annoying. That's we'll just leave it at that. Uh, the ones that pop down, I can't even think of the sport oh, now. The, uh, Jumpy. Bungee. The bungee. Yeah, the bungee the jumping bungee zombies. Ones, yeah. Oh, man. They're really annoying, too. Yeah, there's lots of... Now, we shouldn't be giving you an impression that this is, you know, annoying, but these are some tricky guys. These zombies yeah. are far too smart than they should be. Yeah, Seriously? Not cool. Not cool to have smart zombies. They're just supposed to be, you know, after your brains and running at you, not, you know, thinking about how to get to your brains. So the the, the characteristics, again, the, the enemy level difficulty, they get stronger, your weapons get stronger, and the maps vary. Mm-hmm. So what other example do you have for us, Regina? Well, I have my my personal favorite tower defense to, to, to share here. Um, it's a Steam game called Orcs Must Die. And it's from Robot oh, Games. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Shocked, yes. <laughs> You're shocked. Because <laughs> Rhonda was recently gifted Orcs Must Die, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because I needed to maintain my my cred as a gateway gamer drug. So. Yeah, because I introduced you to Plants vs. Zombies. Exactly. So you, you're, you're uh, returning in kind. I just... Yes. So or, the original Orcs Must Die was a single-player tower defense game, and you are the war mage uh, who, in the story of the game, is not exactly the, the sharpest tool in the shed. He's, he's not a really smart guy, but he ends up being the only one who survives this sort of catastrophic event and is the only person who can wield the magic needed to defend uh, against the orcs coming in. So you play him, and... It's another game that has just a great sense of humor. Oh, yeah. Um, and the quips and the lines that the War Mage gives when he kills someone. Um, Bye-bye, evil guy. You know, <laughs> are hilarious and they're funny. And he's he's just kind of dumb and thick, kind of stereotypical jock guy who yeah. ends up being, you know, able to wield this magic. And so you're running around with him. And you build different defenses against the orcs. Some of the similar ones, like I mentioned in Tiny Heroes, where you have spike floors or spike walls and uh, barricades you can put up and you can sort of direct the different ways that the orcs approach your map. And just like the other games, you know, it gets more di- more difficult as you advance throughout the game. It's also a very, very beautiful game. Yeah, it is, is actually. Yeah, the, the the maps are really interactive. There's a lot of depth to them. In both the games that we, in all of the games that we've talked about so far, the maps are solid, flat maps that you're, you know, and I think that's partially because, um, uh, well, Plants vs. Zombies, you play on a PC, but um, like t- uh, Tiny Heroes is an iPad or an iPod game, so it's, you know, a small screen you're dealing with, but... In Orcs Must Die, you're actually running through like hallways and different rooms and you've got orcs coming in different directions and you have to watch to make sure you're prepared for all the different doors on the map as you're as you're putting it together. I have all this to look forward to. (laughs) And there are a very sophisticated different levels of um, of orcs themselves. There are some that fly. Oh, no. Um, (laughs) there are some, there are ogres who are, you know, difficult to stun and more difficult to kill and who will stun you if they hit you. 
Uh, and that's the other component that makes Orcs Must Die a more sophisticated game is it actually has a, a shooter aspect to it as well. So when your defenses yeah. aren't doing really great, you can run up and battle the orcs, you know, firsthand. So you can actually shoot uh, guns or different magic things at them. So, and... Yeah, the maps are a lot more sophisticated. Yeah, there's a lot more detail and a lot more involved in the tower defense aspect of this game as well. And you, again, have to manage your resources really effectively. Now, they recently had the second one come out. So so they had Orcs Must Die, which, like I said, was a single player. But Orcs Must Die 2 uh, added a couple of components. It's now a two-player game, so you can play it online with someone. And they ended, added an endless mode to it. Oh, yeah. I remember you telling me about that. Which is by far the most addicting thing I have played in ages. <laughs> I'm going to have to try that because when when I first started playing Orcs Must Die 2, I remembered the emotional and adrenaline feeling that I got when I played Plants vs. Zombies. You spend nice, quiet, slow time thinking about what plants am I going to get? How am I going to plant these on the field Mm. and defeat the zombies? And then there's this escalated sense of terror once they start coming across the yard and they're eating your plants and they're getting through their defenses and you've got no sunshine to buy more plants with. And I received that same kind of panic when I was playing Orcs Must Die 2. Mm-hmm, exactly. I was like, oh my God, I remember this. I remember this. <laughs> it does. It does amp your, amp your adrenaline. Well, the endless mode unlocks after you go through the story mode. So you, you have to finish the story mode first. So. Oh yeah, that's right. That's so right. you have to get through that. Once you, once you go through the story mode, you can play endless. And endless is exactly that. And you have to change your strategies because... You're used to playing a certain number of waves of orcs. Yeah. Which you are, you know, you know ahead of time you have X number of waves. You don't get a chance to reset your defenses every wave in in either the story or the endless mode. You know, sometimes you only have like, you know, less than 10 seconds between when between waves, between defeating one and the next one starting. And then other times you have more time that you can take to to rebuild and, you know, sort of reconfigure your defenses. The same is true in the Endless. And there are achievements. If you make it through one wave in Endless, you get one skull. And skulls are how you buy your uh, your defenses and how, how you are able to use them and purchase them and do different things in the game. So you want to collect as many skulls as possible. One of the problems with the first Orcs Must Die was in order to buy all of the defenses in the game, you had to get like five skulls on every level through the game. Oh, my goodness. And that ended up being a little difficult because some of those end levels are really hard to get five skulls on because there's a time component. You have to do it under a certain amount of time usually to get five skulls and, and things like that. Yeah. So some of the some of the people that I know who played it got kind of frustrated with that, not being able to get all the skulls. Well, Endless Mode has changed all that because you can con- continuously and constantly continue to collect more and more skulls. Oh, Okay. So cool. through that mode of play, you have more more ability to change and interact. And like I said, you can play it with two people. So hopefully, Rhonda and I will get a chance to play it at some point. Yeah, as soon as I get a little better. <laughs> <laughs> and there's two different characters. You actually get to start playing the bad guy from the first one you play in the second one. 
So yeah, yeah, which is pretty cool. Because then again, yeah, like I said, I love that like turning, you know, turning characters on their heads. You know, finally you get to play kind of the bad guy, so or the bad woman because it was a sorceress, and so then it's the sorceress and the war major working together against the orcs now. So. Well, I want to go back and explain just a couple of things. One, um, Plants vs. Zombies is available on almost any platform. Yep. Not just the PC. It's on uh, most of your gaming consoles and most of your mobile gaming tools. I I own it on all of those. I have it on my PC, on my Xbox, and on my iPad because I'm a junkie like that, apparently. I wanted us to see if we could explain, we brought up the fact that the enemies come in waves Mm -hmm. and I kind of wanted to explain how that worked. Uh, I don't know if Tiny Heroes does it, but um, Plants vs. Zombies does. Mm -hmm. When you begin a a particular level or a particular map, say the front yard, you will have zombies coming across and it actually gives you a gauge and it lets you know mm-hmm. when a huge wave is coming. So in other words, it, te- it gives you an idea that they come sprinkling across, but then they say, okay, a huge wave of zombies are coming. Then, you know, your numbers are going to be increased and your attack is going to be strong. Right. Right. And as the, the level progresses, the waves get more and more difficult. So you'll get yes. more zombies toward the end when you've had more time to build up your defenses. That's yes. true of Orcs Must Die. It's also true in Tiny Heroes as well. There's a little camera oh, okay. at the bottom. I don't know. I don't remember off the top of my head if it shows how many waves are coming, but you can see how far you've progressed through the level with a little bar on the oh, okay. bottom. So Yeah, you can do that with all the other games too. Yeah. So that may be another characteristic mm-hmm. is is knowing exactly how many waves you've got to deal with before you succeed at that level. Right, so So how far you have to go. So, Well, the last one I'm going to talk about is an iPhone app. It's also on iPod or the iPad. Um, As far as I know, it's only an Apple application. It's called Dragon's Rage. Now, the one I have is Dragon, the original Dragon's Rage I've looked out there and it's no longer available. The um, the one that is available is Dragon's Rage 2. And I'm not quite sure what the differences are, but it's only a 99 cent game. And I usually have a whole lot more luck with free games <laughs> or <laughs> 99 cent games. And I do some of these I've bought for $2.99 or up. Mm-hmm. But in Dragon's Rage, you are the dragon. And you are being attacked by various enemies, armies, villagers with pitchforks that are trying to kill you. You have a variety of weapons. Your fire-breathing breath. You've got firebombs, a fire shield, and even a laser at one point. Oh, wow. Yeah. A sophisticated there, dragon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there are um, a variety of maps, of course. And basically... The, the setting for this game, I, I've always talked about, you've got to be really smart when you're designing a game for the iPhone mm-hmm. because your real estate is so tiny right. that if your graphics are too complicated or if the functions that you're having to perform on the screen are too difficult, it, the, the game is not appropriate for mm-hmm. that platform. Right. This is very interesting because it uses the um, the gyro technology the the rotating technology of the phone oh and the dragon is in the bottom center 
of the screen and the phone will be held landscape mm-hmm. uh, always. And you tilt the phone and the, and it rotates around 360 degrees. Okay. So you uh, theoretically are in the center of the map and you can tilt the phone to rotate around and the enemies are coming from the sides of the screen, the top left and right coming towards you toward the center um, to attack you. So half of the screen, the, the half of the circle that is actually below you mm-hmm. out of the screen, you can't see that the enemies are coming, oh. but it gives you little indicators on the screen. It puts a uh, little red, triangles on the edges to let you know oops enemies have popped up over here where you can't see right enemies up over here and again you have to deal with certain waves of different types of enemies uh, they start off some of them they just have pitchforks and then they have swords and then they have hatchets and clubs you eventually get knights on horses that move faster <laughs> nice the yeah and there are archers. The archers to me are the worst because your fire breath has a limited distance. Right. It doesn't reach them. Well, it can reach them, but it takes more breath to do oh, it. Oh, which is and your resource you have to build up to be able to use that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You've got to have the uh, fuel or the, the fire resource to right. be able to use tools so i mean you could basically just sit there and hold down your fire button and just rotate the screen around 360 degrees and just shoot everybody but you very quickly will run out of fire interesting yeah that's similar to resources in orcs must die as well where if you are going to melee or fight um the uh, orcs yourself and not with your defenses you have a limited amount of resources for that too yeah, and yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, a lot of times what you'll see on, on the screens, and it's it's fairly common. It's actually in uh, Dragon's Rage, and, in, and it's not in Plants vs. Zombies. But you'll have a couple of bars on there, and you've heard us mention uh, mana. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll have a mana bar or an energy bar mm-hmm. and life bar. Right. And the life bar will tell you how much damage you're taking. In other words, the dragon, if the if the knights get close to you, then they'll start stabbing you with their um, their pole arms, and you'll start taking physical damage. And then the other scale, the mana or the fire, in this case for the dragon, mm-hmm. tells you energy you have to use your weapons. Yeah, and so that's the same way. Like with with orcs, orcs must die. is the same way, where you have hit points and health points, and yeah. your your tower that you're defending in orcs must die. I didn't mention is a rift that the oh, yeah. orcs are trying to get into, and you need to keep them out of that rift. And you have a certain number of rift points somewhere, depending on the map. Let's just say it averages around 30. So you have 30 enemies who can, you know, get past you or 29 enemies who can get past you and you can still pass the level. But the more bad guys that have passed by you, the fewer skulls you're going to get on that level. And um, when you die, you lose three skulls. You lose three rift points, excuse me. You you lose three rift points when you die personally. Yeah, that was... That was always tragic, <laughs> especially since I first igno- I first noticed it when I accidentally stepped off the edge of a cliff and <laughs> killed myself, and I lost three skulls. Yeah, yeah, you have to you have to be a pretty attentive player 
in Orcs Must Die. There's there's a lot to sort of keep in mind. And if you're playing cooperatively with someone, you don't want to pause the game while they're jumping over a, a <laughs> chasm of poison because then when you unpause the game, they die. And not yeah. that that happened to me or that I did that to my best friend or anything, but I'm just saying yeah. you don't want to do that. <laughs> well, let's say you don't want to do it twice. Exactly. <laughs> You get forgiven the first time. Um, one of the other notes about tower defense games in general that we haven't really mentioned is as you progress through, we, ta- we, we sort of touched on it, but as you progress through the levels, your defenses get more sophisticated. Yes. So you do start with very basic ones, and then as you progress and as the enemies get more difficult and as you're coming up against different types of bad guys you get different defenses and so that's another thing that you you end up having to manage as well and another thing that makes tower defense games particularly dynamic games is everybody has a different approach to their defenses and favorite things that they do and favorite types of defenses to use and things like that so that's something to also keep in mind yeah after playing Plants vs. Zombies for a while, I was having difficulty at certain levels. And I went online to watch some other people that were playing it. And it was really fun to see how other people thought about solving the problem. Right. Given, given this X number of plants that have these abilities and in this environment on this particular map, they were solving the problem differently and they were having a much more effective time than I was. And I, I loved learning that. And I think that's the other thing that I, I'll enjoy when I, if I play Orcs Must Die too with you mm-hmm. is I'm sort of in a bubble. I'm sitting here playing right. it, learning the ropes, but I love to see how other people play and solve the problems I mean, that just kind of goes back to expanding your problem-solving strategies in real life. Yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why it was actually um, a long time ago, Felicia Day tweeted something about when she was stuck creatively writing that she would play a few levels of a tower defense game and it would often be the thing that would sort of break her out of whatever writing she might have been stuck in. And I, I think it is a great example of sometimes you do need to stop and look at the problem in a different way. I I did the same thing when I was playing Plants vs. Zombies and I mentioned the bobsled zombies. I could not master the level with the bobsled zombies Mm -hmm. until I went online and I saw some of the strategies other people were using. And part of the reason for that was because I would get stuck in, okay, this defense has been working. I'm going to keep using the same one. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And that's like the death of you in tower defense. (laughs) Yeah, and that's the challenge yeah. too because yeah. in a in a first person shooter like I will pick uh, a particular type of weapon that I'm very comfortable with and that works for me. I may have a couple, mm-hmm. you know, a long-ranged weapon like a bow and arrow right. and a close-ranged weapon um like a a, a broadsword. Right. But in tower defense because the map and the enemies keep changing, you've kind of you kind of have to adjust. I, mm-hmm. you know, you would get a favorite plant, but in another level, it, it would just ruin you. Right, exactly. And you had to you had to be able to change and adapt to the situation that you were in, because it is really easy to get into. This is how I do this, and then it just doesn't it doesn't serve you. <laughs> yeah, as your enemies a, change. It's a great 
it's a great game for practicing strategy, mm-hmm. problem solving, puzzle solving, resource management. It appeals to all of those different types of, of people and it kind of throws them all together in a, a great learning experience. Exactly. It's super, super fun. And it's one of the things uh, I've mentioned another game that has tower defense, which is uh, Dungeon Defenders, which I've talked about a lot. Dungeon Defenders and Orcs Must Die both have this fantastic mix of different genres of gaming where they take a little bit of first person shooter and um, and and role playing games as well. Both Orcs Must Die and Tower and um, D- uh, Dungeon Defenders do this as well, where you have different uh, different abilities and you can buff different abilities. You can buff different weapons or different gear that you're wearing in Orcs Must Die. Explain buff. Uh, buff it means you can uh, put uh, priority abilities on something so if you have a particular weapon that you're using and you want it to do more damage then you can put skill points or skulls in orcs must die on that particular item so we'll do more damage or different damage so for example in orcs must die there's one um oh it's there's an ice amulet i think you can wear that you can shoot and you freeze the enemies with Mm-hmm. And as you buff it and as you put skulls on it, it has one, uh, one, it shoots one ice bolt out first. And then as you increase the skulls you put on it, it will shoot three and then five and then seven. So oh, okay. it expands out so you can do more damage and you can hit more bad guys with it as you're using it. Okay. So it's like upgrading. Yes. It's like upgrading that. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing that you do in Plants vs. Zombies with some of the things you can buy from Crazy Dave's store. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When you can plant your sunflowers so that they produce more um, sun for you and that kind of stuff. So, If you have any questions about tower defense games or you'd like to share some of your favorites, we'd love to hear from you. You've been listening to Game On Girl. I'm your co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. You can follow me on Twitter at Rogue Room, that's R-H-O-R-H-O-O-M, or you can also read my tech blog at DrillOnTheFrog.com. And I'm your host, Regina McMenemy, or Doc Liz with two Zs as I'm known on Twitter. Game on Girl is available on iTunes and Stitcher streaming. These links, along with references made in the show, and some screenshots from our favorite tower defense games can be found on our website, GameOnGirl.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, game on!